Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I am sitting here with Christina Cipriani, and she's not just a relationship coach, but she she also helps women truly find themselves and find themselves in relationships. And I feel like that's something that we could all really use a lot more of. Um, we often kind of get lost in this feeling of like trying to find who we are and and searching for, for a lot of self-love. And she is an expert and just a wonderful, wonderful human. So I'm so honored, Christina, that you would take this time to sit with us. So welcome, welcome. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I have been following along on your journey and I am honestly just so inspired by you and the work that you do. So thank you for bringing me along. Well, we'll just sit here and tell each other how much we like each other. Right. <laughs> It'll be a really great hour for everyone. Exactly. Um, but her, so she is the relationship boss on Instagram, if you don't already follow her. Um, and what, which I kind of talked about a little bit at the beginning, is she actually helps people discover who they are within their relationships and build their relationship together, as well as separate and individuals like and I think that's such a, a powerful thing to be able to navigate with people. How did you actually get into the space where you're like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to help people with because relationships can be tricky. They're honestly very hard. And to be honest, it took a lot of my own soul searching to get to the place where I am now throughout my own story and my own experiences. But what I've noticed that there is a lack of, I almost want to say transparency when it comes to talking about your relationships and really being able to have the confidence within yourself to know what you want, to know what you need, to really ask for what you need and communicate that properly. And for me, it started with having a lack thereof of self-love, self-worth in my own previous relationships. And it took a lot um, for me to be able to love myself, one, find my self-worth, two, to be able to communicate my needs properly, three, and really find myself to be able to create these long lasting relationships that everyone kind of desires and searches for, you know, we go throughout life. I feel like a lot of people's goals are to find love. You know, they're always seeking love. How do I find my soulmate? How do I do this? How do I bring a long lasting love life into my life? And people kind of forget what happens after that, you know, like once you find that love, then what? <laughs> How do you keep it? How do you grow it? How do you guys grow together? So growing as an, is growing as an individual paired with growing within your relationship and growing with your partner is honestly just such a beautiful thing to me. Um, so that's kind of how I got started. I was always the friend who was giving unsolicited advice to my friends. You know, <laughs> they talk about their relationships. I ask them about it and I was like, well, I think you should do this. <laughs> so, Have you tried? Exactly. So that was always me. And I think it took um, 
finding the courage to leave a um, emotionally abusive relationship in my past to really be thankful um, for what that relationship taught me, for it to be able to give me the tools that I wanted to bring into my relationships moving forward. And that necessarily doesn't even just include with my spouse. It includes with how I interact with people on a daily basis, um, treating people with respect, whether I'm talking to a customer service rep on the phone or an Uber driver in the car, it's kind of like, we just want to spread love and we all just kind of want to develop those relationships. And it kind of starts with yourself at the end of the day. Yeah. I love that. Cause it's, um, have you heard the saying it like the way that you do one thing is the way that you do everything. Exactly. So it's interesting that it, it even, especially because of the work that you do, you, you do, you know, dive into, okay, how do you treat yourself? Right. How do you, you know, how do you speak to yourself? How do you take care of yourself? How do you meet your own needs? And with the relationship not being the end goal, right? Like we're saying like, okay, once you get the relationship, then what? Exactly. How come it doesn't reside there? That's part yeah. of the destination. Exactly. And it's how you take like that relationship can go in many different directions. And I think that and it honestly stems from yourself. If you do not love yourself, if you do not know your self-worth, if you are not willing to put in the work yourself, where is that relationship going to go? It can go one or two ways. It can blow itself up at the end of the day. You guys are con consistently clashing, bashing heads, not really knowing how to communicate properly. Or you find the self-love for yourself. You find the confidence that you seek to be able to ask for what you want, to be able to ask for what you need. And if your needs aren't being met and your desires aren't being met, then what is that relationship? Is that really a relationship at the end of the day? Right. Well, and do you feel like, especially because you can speak from experience, like when you are in these relationships that you know are no longer for you, um, you've either outgrown them, they're abusive, they're whatever it is. Do you feel like most of that usually stems from actually this place of self-worth, this lack of relationship to self? Yeah. So if you want to bring in my past story, for example, I was in this emotionally abusive relationship. And I know that people say um, emotional abuse almost kind of sits with you longer than any physical abuse that you experience in any relationship. Um, you replay what is said to you all the time. It's, it's words that end up like sticking themselves on your heart, like little stickers, and they kind of just embed themselves in your head. Um, so to be able to navigate through that and grow from that and leave relationships that you feel you are no longer growing from, you look at them and you say, okay, did I learn something from this relationship? What can I take that I've learned from this relationship and move forward with? Um, ending relationships is something that's scary to do. Yeah. Um, it's something that a lot of people aren't really ready to admit that they need to do at the end of the day. It can be honestly a really scary thing, but once you've stopped learning lessons in those relationships, once you've stopped growing together, you kind of have to reevaluate that relationship and say, okay, like, where is this path going to take me? I think that I need to keep growing. I need to keep expanding. Sometimes those relationships come to an end and that's okay. It's okay. Cause yeah. something better is waiting for you out there. Well, and that's what I always I say to all of my clients, like when you say no to one thing, you say yes to another. Exactly. So at that point, when the relationship is no longer serving you and you're like, you know what, I recognize that I have either outgrown or this just isn't conducive to where I'm wanting to travel into, into my life anymore. 
when I say no to this, that means I say yes to all of these other possibilities. Exactly. And even though it's scary, I feel like that also feels very powerful as well. Exactly. And we all know the famous quote from Tony Robbins that life is happening for you. It's not happening to you. So you may be feeling all of these bouts of pain and sadness and feeling like you won't survive if this relationship ends. But if you look at the other spectrum, like this is happening for you. The universe is propelling you in a completely different direction for a reason. It's showing you that you have now outgrown this relationship. You have learned what you wanted to learn. And now it's your job to take it and roll with it and go and attract that new thing that is meant for you in your life. Um, I'm reading this book right now called 101 Essays That'll Change the Way You Think. Um, and there's an excerpt. Oh, it's amazing. I know. I was like, Ooh, I, I'm an avid, avid reader. I'm always listening to an audiobook and reading a physical book. So I'm like, tell me more. It's so good. So there's an excerpt in there that says everything in your life does one of three things. So it'll show you to yourself. It'll heal parts of yourself or it lets you enjoy parts of yourself. And that for me, like really resonated with me because I think a lot of the times we think like, oh my God, this is so bad. This is happening to me. This is happening to me. This is happening to me. But what if you look at it from a different perspective and you're like, no, this is happening to me to show me a part of myself that I needed to discover. No, this is showing me that I need to heal this part of myself, whether it's inner child work, whether it's from a previous relationship or no, like this is coming into my life because I get to enjoy this part of myself. So I love, honestly loved that. Well, and, and what a powerful, just like little statement of like, again, nothing is bad. I think we give it these terms. I kind of really dislike the term like toxic relationship, because again, no relationship is necessarily toxic. It's showing you something. So a lot of times what you have in your life, if you have no boundaries and you have someone who's very controlling what they have is very clear, direct boundaries. You need more of what they have. Exactly. And so then at that point, you're like, okay, if I can learn then, if I set some of those boundaries with them, they may not like it because again, they like to have the, they like to be the aggressor of all the boundaries of all the, I'm going to tell you what to do or whatever. Yeah. But once you start to do those things, not only do you feel empowered and you like, you're kind of taking some of this power back, but also you're like, oh, I am learning some of these lessons. You no longer feel this tie to other people. And it doesn't necessarily just have to be with like partners. It can be with parents. Oh yeah. That's really common, you know, because you do have that parent child relationship Mm -hmm. initially where you are dependent and then it shifts and changes. So then that dynamic of, again, this exchange between you two changes and it's like how even, um, especially if someone's working with you, yes, they're working on their relationship to self. Maybe they're working on a relationship, you know, they're in a relationship, but it's probably being mirrored in also like familial relationships, friendships, things like that too. Absolutely. If you want to get into the familiar part of it, it's almost like, you know, I talk about your trauma showing up in your relationships quite frequently because it's honestly a huge deeper subject, but you know, If you have fear of abandonment because of like stuff that happened to you as a child, if you didn't have, you know, your parents weren't there all the time, you develop this fear of abandonment that continues into your relationship, thus forcing you to become almost controlling. You try and control the situation or you are constantly being needy and needing that like 
gratification from somebody else to give you the love that you never got or the love that you can't really give yourself at the end of the day. So I like to say, if you can fill your own love tank, if you can honestly like know every nook and cranny of yourself, what you need, what you want, what your desire, what your soul is craving, then you don't technically need someone else at the end of the day. They just kind of like amplify that in you. And you guys kind of like bounce your energy off of each other. And it's honestly a beautiful thing. Well, that's what I always, um, it's something that I talk about quite openly because I, I always joke that I manifested my fiance because I was like, I had gotten to a point where I recognized where a lot of my patterns were and, and what I was picking. And, um, but also it, it, I think the turning point for me was when I, again, this is this kind of self, this like radical self-responsibility of like any relationship takes two people. And so if I'm experiencing this with p- other people, what part of this relationship am I responsible for? Exactly. Right. And then it's like, oh, okay, well, if I, I got to a point where I was like, I need to date myself. I want to treat myself like I, I want to, tr- to be the partner I want to find. Yeah. And so I really started like, um, this was something that I actually gave to one of my clients today as like a thing that she should do for herself. I was like, you, I, I bought myself flowers when I wanted to, somebody to randomly bring, that would randomly think of gestures like that, like kind gestures, like showing up with flowers just because like, you know, and I wrote down this list of not just things or, or physical attributes or anything like that, but it was actually feelings that I wanted. I wanted to feel this way. Yes. So then I started to do behaviors for myself that supported feeling that way. Yeah, absolutely. Like, then at that point was, I was like, I always joke. I was like, that's when I manifested you. And he literally to a T is everything on my list. I um, <laughs> even had like, um, with an accent I always people from Australia seem to love me I don't know what it is I, I'm not from Australia I don't have any family there like, but like I live in Las Vegas and anytime we go out like Australians are just like magnetized me I don't know what it is they so, find me. so I was like I was like I could do me an accent I'd be down with that because he can sing like he used to be a, a gondolier in college so he'll sing in like Italian so he doesn't technically have an accent but he does actually speak in all these like goofy voices and like all that stuff and I was like well that's good enough that works I love that that is honestly so cool but you're so right you honestly have to date yourself like I growing up was someone who bounced around from relationship to relationship to relationship I honestly am embarrassed to say I think I had my first boyfriend in preschool and then (laughs) It was like I started early. I wanted to, you know, I wanted yeah. the first one. Those deep inner child wounds were really present. <laughs> uh, but you know, like I never gave myself that time to really know what I wanted, to really understand myself, to really like, as you said, date yourself, to really know what made me happy, to like know what filled my love tank, to know what my love languages were. I just like bounced around from relationship to relationship, kind of like floundering. And then you find yourself in these relationships that are literally teaching you and the universe is showing you like, this is what you need to learn from this. And you need to get that out right now. (laughs) You're like, are you sure? Let me try one more time. And it's like, still there. No, nope. Still, still <laughs> happening. Still happening. It's, it's time to find yourself. 
gosh, that's great. That is when I literally like I picked up and I remember having one of those moments um, leaving my abusive relationship and I was sitting in a parking lot. I was working at Wells Fargo as a teller and I just kind of like sat in my car, almost unable to take it anymore. I was like, nothing is changing. And if nothing is changing in this relationship, the only person that can create the change that I seek and that I need is myself. Um, I made one phone call and I listened to the universe is telling me and I packed up my stuff and left California, moved to New York and I never looked back. Um, and I think having that one moment of like pure clarity where this relationship is not changing. He is not changing. The situation is not changing. So who is going to be the one who can make that change? The only person is me. Right. But there's that like self-responsibility of like, again, it's not happening to me. Right. It is happening. Everything is always happening for you. Yes. It's always trying to show you something. It may not always be something that you want to see, but it's always like, hello, hello. I see you. Right? I see you. <laughs> You're like, no, don't see me. Okay, just let me do my thing. I know. It was honestly the best decision I ever made. And then I like dated myself, as you said. I was living the New York life, you know, and I met my fian- now fiance. And it's been great because now I know what I want, what I need and what I desire. And now I can bring those into my current relationships. And now I can teach that to my clients without them having to go through like 10 years of, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. So what are some of the things then that, that you recognize that you're like, okay, I need to implement not only in my new relationships, but these are some of the principles that I teach on. So honestly, a big thing for me is communication, because I think that that is where a lot of couples like break down. You know, we all have different communication styles at the end of the day. We really do. Um, And it all comes down to having conscious communication, which is being able to communicate in like a deliberate and intentional way and how we express ourselves without coming off like super mumble jumbled. Sometimes we don't know how to express how we feel. Sometimes we think we feel one way and we can't really communicate it to our partner. Um, What I tell my clients a lot is sometimes you have to stop when you're in the middle of an argument. You just got to take a deep breath for a second, acknowledge what's going on. I think that when you have these fights or arguments, as you want to say, fights are healthy. Fights need to be there. You guys have to, because if you're not, you're like, are you living? I don't think you're really like living the life that you desire. Um, You have to acknowledge the problem at hand. You can't be focusing on each other's faults during this argument. So acknowledge the problem. Okay. Then you need to gain clarity on like what's really going on and how can we talk through this? while remaining calm and remaining calm is honestly something that is so hard for most people to do me myself. I like find myself at fault because in my previous relationship, I was never heard. I was never listened to. I was always having to speak over that person. So it's hard for me to know that I'm safe now in this relationship. Um, And then you have to keep it to the point. You know, I feel like a lot of the times we like go through these arguments, go through these fights, try to communicate how we're feeling. And then we go off on all these tangents. You call your partner names, you try and go off tangent to be able to prove your point. Right. But you gotta like, keep it simple. Right. 
pause and listen, listen to what the other person is saying, validate their feelings so they feel heard too. You know, I see where you're coming from. I completely understand. Yet this is how I feel, you know. Then you guys evolve together. You continue to focus on the problem at hand and then you guys find a commonality of what you want resolved. And then you evolve and you grow and you have to make sure that you're both evolving and growing together or you guys are gonna remain stagnant and then your communication is just gonna continuously not be healthy. No one's gonna feel heard. So it's all about that process for me, honestly. And I think for most people, communication is probably their hardest thing. They, even when you think about it, um, in general, just conversation, or if you need to, to speak up or something like that, I notice more people need to justify their feelings, need to, you know, clarify it, you know, 16 times. Well, I, what I meant when I say that, what I'm meaning was, and kind of like backpedal and, and do all of these things rather than just being like, you can understand where they're coming from. Yes. You can understand that they're upset and also still feel angry. Yeah. Feel upset. It doesn't take away from how you feel. Exactly. And when you take this personal approach from it, right? Away or out of it, right? That again, if nothing's happening to you, like you're just experiencing this this through your lens of perception. Yeah. And we all perceive things differently. Like, and you have to remember at the end of the day that the way we think, the way you think as a woman, the way you think as a person, the way you think as an individual is not going to be the same as your partner thinks, your friend thinks, your dad thinks, any family member that you're dealing with. And you kind of have to remember that that person is not you at the end of the day. And that is okay. Right. Right. And it doesn't take away from your truth or your feelings or your side. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see it, but your side, so to speak, like it doesn't downplay any of those, those things. But if you can both share with that and you can say like, I see how you would feel that way. Yeah. Like not my intent, but that's, it still hurt my feelings. I'm still upset by it. Exactly. It's all about empathy. You have to be able to like empathize with the other person for a minute. And if you want them to empathize with you, really understand where you're coming from. It goes both ways. And I think sometimes it's, it's hard when you're in the moment because most cases when you're arguing, it's, it's not a choice. It's kind of like a reflex. You're kind of just like, Oh my God, like I'm feeling threatened. Like this is my response to the situation. I either flee, I freeze or I fight. And so that's kind of how most arguments take place. But if you think about it, if you can contain that argument be able to say what you want to say, feel like you're being heard and then evolve together. When you overcome those fights, to me, that is like what makes or break a relationship. If you can't overcome that fight or that argument or communicate properly at the end of the day, then you guys kind of like drift apart and you have to be able to like find that common ground that we want this to work. We want to be together. So we got to find a commonality here and fix the little soccer ball we're kicking back and forth between each other. Well, and what it kind of sounds to me like you're even saying is that if you utilize your communication skills about, again, like all of the little things, not just when it gets to the point of contention and argument, but mm-hmm. hey, I have these needs that are that need to be met asking for help. Right. Um, you know, asking for for, hey, can you do this for me? It would really help me out. Hey, can this be your half of the duties? Hey, you know, 
this would take a load off for me. Mm -hmm. When you start to communicate those things, I feel like then it doesn't necessarily lead to all of the, you know, big blowups. And like you were saying, kind of this soccer ball going back and forth, because that almost seems like it gets to the point where things are actually going unsaid. Right. And it builds momentum. Right. And then you're like, again, when you go off on the tangents, it's not about the one thing. It's about all these little things that bothered me that hurt my feelings that I felt abandoned. I felt, you know, distrust or I felt whatever these, but I never said anything. Exactly. And then you've got all these nuggets that just one on top of the other. And it's no longer just a pee under the mattress. It's a bowling ball. Exactly. Exactly. Our analogies today, guys. (laughs) So right. I honestly think that just comes from a place of, um, I feel like being afraid to express kind of how you feel kind of stems from repressing those little things that tend to build up. You know, a lot of the times we're afraid of how our partner is going to react. We're afraid of the repercussions. We're afraid to really express how we feel. But when you're afraid to do all these things, like nothing seems to work out around you. And it's, it's kind of working against you. Your fear is just a belief. It's, it's there to protect you. It's there to keep you safe. So then what happens if you allow that fear to disappear and you actually talk about what you need, what you feel, what you desire, like you may find at the end of the day that it's working in your favor to just speak to each other. Right. Or even saying like that, like what you fear. Exactly. This like vulnerability and open communication about things that you're actually currently feeling. Yeah. And you let them in that, Hey, this is affecting me. And you allow them to then support you and really be your partner. Nobody can be your partner. If again, you're living, it's more like a roommate then. Exactly. It's not a relationship. And like, that's the thing you guys have to talk to each other. You have to communicate how you're feeling. You have to communicate what you want because that other person can't read your mind. They really, as much as you think they know you so well, sometimes I'm like, all right, fiance, you know me like, hello, but he's like, I can't read your mind. So you guys have to remember at the end of the day, like if you want something, you have to ask for it. You gotta, you gotta tell them what you want, what you need, how you feel, all of the above. I love I love that. I love that because it, and it seems so simple, but I feel like it's something that gets most people more choked up than anything else. Right. It's like the first person to say, I love you. Is it, it's always like, Ugh. yeah, like, I'm not, do I say it? And I'm ready? What if, what if I say it? And they don't feel the same. Exactly. That comes from like a, a place of fear of not yeah. being, when you share your feelings, not being seen, heard and valued from somebody that you care deeply about. Yeah. But if that's the, the like whole premise of your relationship is that this is a safe space to right. feel seen, heard and valued and loved, exactly. it feels so much more comfortable for all the other things than to, to be open about, you know? Exactly. Cause then once you feel seen, heard, loved, et cetera, and you know, that person accepts you on the other side, then you can like build intimacy. Then you can like really like go deeper together to build that bond together to, you know, it also helps your sex life. You guys got to talk. You guys got to be together. You guys got to like be intimate with each other. And intimacy is freaking scary. Let me tell you, because vulnerability, it's, it's a scary thing. And you're afraid of being judged. You're afraid of being not accepted, but okay, if you're not accepted and that person is judging you on the other end, then is that really the person that you should be with at the end of the day? Right. Right. Well, and I was um, actually 
talking to somebody today about actually about like sex and intimacy and there's it's interesting most people would rather stand in front of a crowd butt ass naked than say how they feel than say I love you to somebody that they feel like they maybe can't um and so this but how then when you're trying to create a relationship and it does come to physical intimacy how do you ask for what you want how do you even know what you want with your partner if you don't feel comfortable articulating your feelings yeah, you have yeah. to. And honestly, like a part of that for me, I, I believe that it stems from um, our society and kind of like how women are told. And, you know, there's a lot of shame and guilt around talking about your wants and your needs and sex and like how you want to feel. And I feel like it's been programmed within us that if we cry, you're weak. If you talk about how you feel like, no, 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 no. Just, just stay silent. You know, emotional. Exactly. You're on your period or something like that. Like Like, I'm not, I'm not. Thank you. I just have a heart and a mind and a mouth. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So I just feel like it's like all about trying to like navigate the shame and the guilt of wanting to ask for what you need. But a, a question that I ask my clients often is, if you take away the judgment and if you take away the shame and the guilt and the fear what would you ask for in bed or what would you ask for that you really want if you take away all of the noise around you? And sometimes it brings up a lot of things that women don't really necessarily know they need or want at the end of the day because they've been afraid to ask for it or even desire it themselves. Yeah. Well, and there's so much around even, um, I think, just when you had said this, like women feeling comfortable about sharing sex, it's like, it's interesting as um, somebody that's in a relationship, it's really glorified to be like a freak in the sheets. Yeah. But if your sexual endeavors don't include like a monogamous relationship, mm-hmm. then there's all this shame around it. Like exactly. we, we all have heard the term like slut shaming. So right. like that, and it's like, why, why is this sexual exploration of my needs, my wants and things like that demonized, but for a man, right. Um, doing the same thing. It's not, but then you want me to be all of this. Like, it's like, how do you think I get to be a freak in the sheets guys? Okay. Exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. Not, it's not from staying home and reading all my books. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> all the erotic novels just don't get you the experience. <laughs> it's kind of like, like if you take away, like what you could see at the end of the day and live life, like just by how you feel like you know I feel like like if you couldn't see anything in life how would you feel if you couldn't show off what you were doing if no one could see what was going on behind closed doors I feel like we need to really focus on how would you feel how would you make others feel and that kind of stuff um I feel like talking about relationships talking about sex has been so like taboo and then you have social media and then everyone wants to portray they have a perfect life and all of this kind of stuff so no one really wants to talk about what's really going on and it's kind of sad to me (laughs) it's like those are whole pieces of your life that you're feel like you can't share exactly are parts of you like everybody has whether it's you know depending on on where you are at like but everybody has their relationship to their sexuality express it nobody is without it yes part of all of us so why why is it any more strange than talking about how we eat you know or what we do for movement and exercise it's like okay well this is what I do for intimacy yeah exactly is that you know strange it's like a stigma or a judgment and it's just like I think those walls and when I say transparency like 
be transparent about what's going on to your partner, to people that you want to have those conversations with. There's a difference between transparency and privacy. Of course, like remain private. Of course, keep what you want private, but be transparent about what you want, what you need, how you want to feel at the end of the day, you know? Right. Like, well, and even when this comes down to, again, you have this like mini course that's coming up about self-love and, and your relationship to yourself. And it's like, again, if you don't have this solid relationship to yourself, it's really hard then to express and really be intimate with anybody else. You don't even know how to be intimate with yourself. Exactly. And I don't physically, like that's a whole nother story. But, exactly. <laughs> but really, if you're not acknowledging feelings, you're not acknowledging like experiences that you want to have, you're you know, anytime you're sad or you're angry or you desire something, it's shoved down. How do you then communicate that or effectively have that honesty with somebody else and expect a healthy long-term relationship to bloom out of that, you know? Exactly. You honestly, like what you feel, how you feel, your mindset, what's going on within you at the end of the day projects out into your outer life. If you are having a bad day, for example, and you are just walking around the house, like nothing is going my way, your partner is going to feel that too. They're going to feel your energy. And that energy then like bounces off of each other. As you know, it's just, you guys, you have to focus on yourself. You have to self-love. You have to give yourself time. You got to do the spiritual, spiritual work. You got to do the inner work and heal your wounds. And if you're not doing that, then your relationships are really going to suffer at the end of the day because you don't even know what you want. You don't even know what you need. You don't even know what to ask for. So how are your needs going to be met if you don't even know what they are? Right. So what are then, what's one of the things then that you would recommend mm-hmm. for a, like a self-love practice or what are the things that, that you kind of give to a lot of your clients that you're like, you could really benefit from this. Like, this is something everybody could do. Well, I know that everyone talks about it, but honestly, for me, really getting into like my spiritual journey and meditating one, like I start every single morning meditating and then every single night before bed, followed by journaling. I think that it's really important to be able to sit with yourself, be able to sit with your feelings, be able to sit without any distractions, whether you're doing a guided meditation or a silent meditation. Um, And you have to really just be alone. I think that a lot of people are afraid to be alone or spend time alone with their mind and their thoughts, but you'd be so shocked at what could come up and what you can put pen to paper for yourself. And then you release those energies. You release what is like being stuck in your subconscious and through meditation and journaling. I have honestly found that it has helped me grow within myself and and within my relationship because I'm able to like take all these negative thoughts that I may be experiencing and put it pen to paper and then really see what's going on behind closed doors in my brain. So for me, meditating, making it a common practice every single day. It sounds like a lot, but you can take five minutes every day to just meditate and be with yourself. That's what, that's funny that you said it. Cause I literally, that's what I say to my clients. I'm like every single day, five minutes, everybody's got five minutes. Yes. Um, and I, I teach yoga as well. And what's interesting to me is most of the time, the postures that people have the hardest time with are not, or the parts of class mm-hmm. are actually the parts where it's still, where it's quiet. Our society in general is so fast paced. Yes. We observe and absorb and consume excessively 
more than really our body is made to consume. And so mm -hmm. we are used to kind of always be on this overdrive. So to actually be still and silent yeah. feels so foreign and uncomfortable. Yeah. And so that's why like more often than not, people are like, I can't meditate or they get up and leave during Savasana, like the end of class when you're laying down. And I'm like, that is the best part. That's the part well, I love the most. <laughs> like close your damn eyes, lay down, stop fidgeting and just, yeah, it's so, it's, it's like the moment of integration of like all that you've just experienced, all the, the healing of that yoga can provide for you. You're literally being like, peace. I don't need that. Like, yeah. I think. Well, I believe that it kind of stems from the fear of being alone with your own thoughts for a little while, Yeah, you know, and you kind of, you have to do that because if you're on go, 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 I'm on my phone. I'm on this. I'm doing this. I'm with the kids. I'm with the baby. I'm with the dog. Then like, when do you ever have time to just be with yourself and yourself should come first at the end of the day? Like it should. Yeah. Like it's like, it's why they say put your own, you know, mask on like in in the airplanes it's not because you know that you won't get to it later it's that you probably can't at some okay. point like you cannot help anybody else if you are under you know this huge amount of stress and things yeah. like that you can't really give the best of yourself because no. you don't know what that is exactly and it, it just like plays off in your relationship if you are not feeling like your best self it reflects on your partner. They feel it. Then the tension is there. And then it's just kind of like, you know, it's not our job to fix our partner at the end of the day. We can't do that, but we can fix what's going on in ourselves. We can heal what's going on in ourselves. We can clear our mind what's going on in ourselves. And then it usually is a ripple effect into your relationships, you know? Yeah. Well, <laughs> even if you think about, you know, when somebody walks into a room and they walk in and you're like, Ooh, they're in a bad mood. And they didn't even say anything. Yeah. Like you're, you're perceiving their energy. You're perceiving their mood. You're perceiving all these things. So if you're constantly walking around, like, Hmm, you know, I'm pissed at this. I'm upset with this. Even if you haven't said anything, you don't think your partner's picked up on it by now. Exactly. <laughs> you know? Like, and then they're responding to what they're experiencing from you. Right. So, exactly. It's like, like, like you just said, when you're at a party and like, you kind of feel the people you want to approach and then you're like, I'm going to stay away from that one. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was not, those are my people over there. Over there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you do actually have like this little mini course that's opening up uh, next week, I believe. Do you want to tell do. us a little bit about that? I just know that I have been preaching this since the day I started this journey that like in order to have a happy, healthy, long lasting love, it honestly all starts with you because how can you have a long lasting love? If you do not love yourself, if you do not know your self-worth, you cannot bring that same love into the relationships that you're trying to create into the relationships that you do have with your family. And so in this course, I want you guys to understand that if you put in the work, if you really take the time to focus on yourself, put yourself first, use the tools that are given to you to be able to love yourself, heal yourself, deal with your trauma, coexist with your trauma. You will honestly create these long lasting relationships in your life and you will know how to navigate them. You will know how to deal with things when they come up, when they propose themselves to you. So if you can handle your own self 
you are going to have a better sense at handling those relationships and handling those things that life throws at you all the freaking time. I mean, 2020 has just been life throwing at you in like one giant (laughs) ball. Imagine if you have the tools to be able to navigate that and not let these kind of like unpredictable situations throw your relationship off course. And so that's my goal is to really give you guys the tools to love yourself, to be able to create and like navigate your relationships to make them literally like rock solid. And you never have to worry about what's going to happen at the end of the day. I love that. If you actually want more information on that, you can go uh, check her out on Instagram at the relationship boss. Um, or you can head it over to her website, uh, www.therelationshipboss.com. Um, so she's also opening up um, a little, a, uh, on March 10th, is it a, mm-hmm. it's a course, correct? We're going to do a little mini course here for you guys. And I want to do it self-paced, but it's going to be small and digestible for you guys to be able to implement the tools that I'm giving you. So Awesome. I feel like so many people, especially after this conversation, really like when you begin to dissect like relationships and how you interact with others, again, like all you know is the perspective that you have, the lens that you've worn and, and your experiences until you actually try on somebody else's lens or, you know, search outside of yourself, outside of your lived experience for other possibilities. You don't know that there may be a better way of living. There may be, you could actually find a lot more happiness, a lot more pleasure, a lot more joy um, by just shifting perspective, by taking care of yourself, by all of these things, which then trickle into, again, either attracting a partner or being in a healthier relationship. So um, like Christina is like your go-to girl for for all those things. So if you want more information on that, you can head on over there. Yeah. so thank you so much again for, for being here and for sharing like all of your words of wisdom. I was trying to take notes at one point, like, Ooh, I like this. Ooh, I, like this. <laughs> I didn't know if you could hear my, my I got you though. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I always like to, to finish with one little, little fun question. If you you're in an elevator ride and you have about five floors um, to tell the person, the one person in the elevator with you, the secret to life, what would it be? <sighs> Stop fearing the unknown because the unknown is what is so exciting about life. So if you could do anything, get excited about the unknown. Don't fear the unknown. That's what I like. Uh, I love that. Really, it's just like, it's just things you haven't experienced yet, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you again so much, Christina. Of course. Appreciate you. Um, if you are listening to this episode and you're like, oh my gosh, I love that. Please take a screenshot, share it to Instagram, tag us at Shalane Carter at the relationship boss. We love, would love to hear about your biggest takeaways. Um, maybe you're like, oh my gosh, I need to meditate. Um, or, or you're like, help, where do I meditate? If you have questions for us, please reach out as well. Um, but until next time guys, cheers. Yay.